Welcome everybody to the Roadmaps Podcast. Just hold that note for another minute or two. See see how many listeners still make it through that little ditty. Welcome. I'm Rico Beach as always. Hope you're doing well. Happy, I mean it's Sunday for me, but whatever day you're listening to this. Quick, you know... Quick update on myself. I think I think in a certain sense I feel just happy the fact that we're back to a little bit of a sense of normalcy in at least my life, but it does seem that some businesses are opening up. There's a you can go visit your friends, you can hang out with people again and not feel guilty or morally wrong for doing it. Mind you, I did not do that throughout the time in quarantine, so you know, there was there was video chats and stuff, but there's something to be said about being around people again. And and I guess extra side note, happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. This will probably be past that, but, you know, retroactively, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And for mine, for bringing me into this world, you know, I wouldn't be here talking to y'all if it wasn't for that. So Thanks, Mom. Thanks for uh, bringing me into this world. I guess my dad had something to do with that, too, but let's not, l- let's not put that image in anybody's head. Um, yeah, life's good. I made a great breakfast sandwich yesterday, so, you know, I'm, I'm being well-fed. I have fallen off a little bit of the workout train in the past week, just not having access to a gym, which apparently is not an essential service. <laughs> I know some people, especially the diehard gym goers, are the ones who are feeling a little bit left out. Hold on, I gotta fix something here. And just like that, we're back. See? I mean, no commercials. You just, you got me live in action. Um, Yeah, great breakfast sandwich. Fell off a little bit the workout wagon because gyms aren't open. I know if you're like me and enjoy having that consistency in something that you're doing physically working on yourself, it is a little difficult in these times to find maybe the motivation to continuously work out and stay healthy. I think for me as well, me too, but that's now a loaded term. You can't say the words me too in the same sentence. Anyways, that's a side sidebar, but, um, Yeah, I mean, if you're not in the gym, it's just, it's hard to get the motivation. And I guess for me, I don't have something I'm competitively training for right now. I don't think there's going to be any Spartan races or anything, you know, physically oriented that I'm training for in the near future. Marathons or anything, because we can't gather over 10 people in the same place, but it'll probably turn to about 50, which still isn't enough to do these these types of things, these races and these competitions. So we'll see how that progresses, but not foreseeing that for the rest of the year. I'm taking a little bit of, well, it's also lack of motivation, but taking a little time to maybe rest my body isn't a bad thing either. I know I like to be going at full tilt, full cylinder, at least pretty close to that for most of the year. So it's probably doing me some well and my body some good to be taking this little bit of time off. So I can be thankful for that, even though it's not maybe a choice that I'm consciously making. It's more of a, you know, this is the way the world is now kind of thing. But uh, yeah, let's get right into it. I want to talk about running. 
yoga, fitness, but mostly running and basically tips for beginners and people getting into it. It's It's been a journey personally to get into running. I, I will be the first to admit, here's my first admission, is that I would always say that I hated running, that it wasn't something I enjoyed, that it wasn't something I ever did unless it was part of another sport or another thing that I did. And flash forward, I was, so I was comfortable with lifting heavy weights in the gym and doing my workouts and, you know, the, the sort of the football mentality, that's my background, but the bigger, faster, stronger mentality. And so, you know, I would run sprints and stuff to try and work on, uh, on getting faster, but it wasn't long distance running. It wasn't ever sustained. It was just to do the thing to try and improve. And that was, I mean, that worked well and good enough for the entirety of my football career. I Mind you, I should have done more running during that time. It probably would have helped me. But it hit a point where, um, I mean, I graduated university. I was in a job for a couple of years and I got out of shape. And for somebody who is a high-level competitor, it it drained me. It It brought me down to not be in my tip-top physical shape or ability anymore. And I decided I needed to do something with it and and about it. And I was also having back pain initially. So that got me into yoga. And I would say yoga was my stepping stone to getting into running. Because I was having back pain, I decided to do something actively about it and got into yoga and for the first three months, I remember there were times where I went through a lot of soreness, a lot of pain, a lot of a lot of cramps in the morning and things or or hard to get out of bed because your body was twisted in a very unique and different way than it had been used to. And and that also led me to meditation, but that really helped fix the problems I was having with my back. And I swear by it, to this day I do yoga once a week. And that led me to meditation, which was focusing on breath and relaxation and connecting with the self and, and your subconscious and all sorts of things. And just being able to let go. That was, I now do a more active form of meditation, but at that time that was my introduction to it. And so I downloaded the Calm app and I was meditating every day, became a little bit of a yogi. And then I decided one day to go out for a walk. And I found that to be quite the meditative experience. And it was awesome. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that walk thoroughly. Um, I haven't done a lot of walks since because the next time I went out, I decided... Well, I started out as a walk and then I ended up running for about 20 minutes and I was completely gassed <laughs> and I wasn't moving very fast whatsoever. So from that day, I decided, well, I want to get better at this thing. I want to be able to run more than 20 minutes. So the next time I went out, I and I walked a couple times during it, but I went out for about 40 minutes or so, 35, 40 minutes. And I kept up with that. For most of that summer, I would run once or twice, and I was having some issues of lifting heavy was giving me tension headaches, so I decided that the things that I could do that weren't under that that extreme amount of tension like weightlifting were, was yoga and running, so I really focused on that. 
And again, that was sort of a blessing to find those things that kept me active, but that I was able to do during that time. Because if not, I would have been stagnant and not doing anything. And so I ran that summer a a fair bit. I mean, it was only a couple months, I think, and then it started to get cool off. And then I went back to a little bit more of my lifting heavy again. But then flash forward to about March the next year, and I'd done a lot of different things throughout the winter in terms of following passions. That's actually when I about when I got into podcasting too, so who knows what part that had in this journey as well. But that's when I decided I was in pretty good shape. I did a thing called Shreduary, which I find if you can name a month, if you can find a goofy name, whether it's for a workout, for a month, for a challenge, for some reason that just makes it that much better. And it makes you more willing to put your energy towards that thing. And so it came to about March, April. The snow was starting to melt. The paths were pretty clear. And I decided to start running again. And from about the first couple of weeks, I was running a good 10 miles to a local park. Uh, five, five miles to the park, five miles back. And early in the morning, I was getting up at ungodly hours at about 4.30 a.m., 4.45 a.m., out the door for five, going on about an hour and a bit run, coming back, eating, hopping on the bus and going to work. Mind you, I was exhausted, so that's why I don't do that anymore. But then I decided I was in great enough shape that I should sign up for something. And so that's when I signed up for my first Spartan race and decided if I was going to do a trip that I wouldn't do the shortest distance. I would do the mid distance, which is their super. And that was running eight miles. So I had to make sure I was prepared for it. And that, that gave me that courage. I won't say courage. It gave me that determination to be able to run that and do it well. I didn't want to just finish. I wanted to compete and compete with the best. And I knew what that took. So I was, most, I say I would probably run twice a week, do a couple of lifts and yoga. So it was a nice, varied, holistic regimen that I did. And, but that's, so that got me into running and that, you know, I did my first half marathon, I believe. I signed up for that on the way, sort of the calendar year was going and I knew that I could do it. So I signed up pretty close to the date, I think. And Decided that I'd do the my first half marathon ever. So did that along the way to the first Spartan race too. So, And that, that was awesome. It just gave that day to push myself towards. And so what you can take from this is that you might not even... Sometimes you get set on the journey by a little bit by accident. See the, the meditation and the yoga sort of set on the running path. But like anything, if you're passionate about it, if you want to do it, go try it. Don't get discouraged. I'd say that's my biggest, um, the, the biggest, I don't want to say secret. Um, the best thing you can do for training and getting better at something is just not getting discouraged, continuing and making it fun. So go out and do the thing. Don't care about, don't compare your day one to somebody's day 1000. So There are people that have probably been doing it. If it's something like running, there are people that have been doing it their entire lives. So don't compare yourself to where somebody else is. Compare yourself to you. 
And that's how you stay on track. You get better. And you know what? There are fluctuations. Sometimes you get better. You have the best run of your life. And sometimes you're down in the dumps because you didn't get faster that day. You didn't go further. You were barely able to make it out of the door. But, you know, sometimes you sometimes resting is the best thing you can do for running. So what would I say? So to somebody starting out, go do it. Keep it fun. Don't get discouraged. Make manageable, attainable goals. But don't be upset if you don't quite hit those thresholds or those marks on that day. Just trust the process. In whatever you're doing, just trust the process. Continuously do it, and you will get better. And, you know, if, and then if you're trying to reach the top eventually, or if you're trying to compete or get better, then it is doing the work and being willing to put in that effort and get out of your comfort zone. Because likely at the beginning, getting out of your comfort zone is just going to do the thing. Then eventually you're going to climatize, your body's going to get used to it, you're going to get better. And you might hit either a plateau where you're going to have to enter into a discomfort state to be able to pass that threshold of where you currently are. So it's just, it's setting those goals, it's measuring against where you are right now, and trust the process, and enjoy it. And if one day you decide it's not for you, that you want to move on to other, other things, that's completely fine. It's, I think, for me personally, the, the fitness journey is a lifelong journey, and it can evolve as you can evolve. And so... Follow what you're passionate about, what you enjoy. Sometimes it hits a point where something no longer serves you and something isn't what is best for you anymore. Maybe your knees aren't working as well, so you get into cycling. Maybe cycling isn't for you because your butt hurts sitting on the seat too long, so you decide to do Aquafit. I don't know. It could be basically anything, but I will say in terms of physical fitness and health that... It is a gift and a beautiful thing to be able to move your body. And you are doing yourself a service to keep it healthy, keep it active, and keep it moving every day. Um, and, and again, it's not to say you have to be perfect. I'm far from it. I don't know many people that are. But keep yourself accountable. Try and keep consistent with whatever you are doing or whatever you want to accomplish. Maybe it's, you know, I don't like the, I like, you know, some people like to lose 10 pounds and then they feel like they're done because they hit that 10 pounds and then they don't have any other goals. I think those, I think those goals are pretty shallow when it's more in terms of health and wellness, but then also being consistent with it long-term. See, you want those long-term sustainable changes rather than those quick fixes. And I think we live in a time that really really looks at the quick fix. And, and those typically aren't healthy or sustainable. Whether it's extreme dieting, whether it's 20-day boot camps where you're going to lose 10 pounds, it's, that's a short-term fix. So you might as well... Put yourself in it for the long haul and make those a couple of choices. A couple of different choices can set you on the, the path. That one choice a day different can be a help. So you just have to define what those things are. And it is 
When, when you sit down with a pen and a piece of paper, it's amazing what you can come up with. The things that you want to address within your own life. And if you're willing to be, and it's not even necessarily self-critical in this, it's just assess yourself and go, hey, am I doing enough of blank? Should I be doing more of blank? Would I enjoy doing blank? And then you plan for it and you do it. And yes, I understand sometimes life gets in the way and there's other things to be accomplished, but your health should be on that list and it should be a priority. And for a lot of people, it's put by the wayside, but if you have hours to spend in front of the TV, that's hours that you have to keep healthy and keep active and keep moving and be free. It can be, your fitness can be part of a grand adventure if you want it to be. So invest in it and enjoy it. So that's what I have for you, getting into running, fitness, yoga, whatever, whatever it is. That's what I have for you. So I did want to address this. Um, and it's been a back and forth. I'm sure people have seen that my issue and my, my issue with the media, but also in general, Chris Cuomo, my nemesis, he's... um. I I want, it's funny because I want to like him. I want to like the media and I want to get behind it and say that what people are doing are, is, is right. <laughs> and that it is, they have people's best interests in mind, but I don't think it is. <laughs> um, in a sense, because I think that we're, we're fed media through a lens. We're fed it as clickbait and they're selling the news to you. They want you to tune in because they need viewers to pay themselves and line their pockets and line the network pockets. And so they're, they're more focused on selling you news than actually providing it to you. And what sells? Well, we know controversy sells. We don't really care about the good thing happens. So it tends to skew the news to what negative things are happening. The murders, the potholes, the threats of nuclear war, the dictator leadership of Kim Jong-un and is he alive or dead? I, it's, it's just all fed to you through this lens. And so when I came upon Chris Cuomo, again, phrasing, um, but when I first saw a video with him talking about, and, and it was his experience with COVID, but when he's selling it to you as, and the quote that I go back to is that he says, the secret to beating COVID is not a pill or a potion. And, and then he goes on to say essentially that it is your mindset and your will and your faith that is going to see you through. And that's a cookie cutter bullshit response. He does mention, so on, on the other side, so now... There is something to be said for having a positive mindset through times of crisis and times of sickness and times of disease. It, there is a correlation to that helping people and helping people through, undoubtedly. And he does talk about breathing exercises. And yes, there is validity to moving your body and making sure a lot of people are... are I wish I remembered the, um, the thing that was happening to people's lungs. It's like 
not toxic shock, something along those lines, but essentially they're unable to breathe. They're unable to get oxygen to their lungs. And that's what's causing people to die, which is the case. If you're not, if you aren't able to get enough oxygen, you will die. That's why people are getting put on ventilators with COVID. And, and so, yes, breathing is essential and, and making sure that you stand up and, and expanding your diaphragm, all those things can be helpful because you want as much lung function as possible. So in a sense, it is a helpful thing. But when it's being sold to you, meanwhile, there's hundreds of thousands of people dying from this. And I'm not, and it's not for their lack of will to survive. And the person feeding them this is a bullshit news anchor that, you know, sits in front of the camera makes tons of money, has access to premium healthcare, is healthy, in his 40s. It's, this was not somebody who is at risk of dying from this disease. And he's giving you the secret to beating COVID. And, you know, it's, in a sense, it's just, it's preposterous. It's, it's like, how rude is that to the hundreds of thousands of people that have died? To say that it was their will and their lack of doing breathing exercises that caused them to die. Because that's not the case. A lot of people, that whether they have comorbidities, whether there's, you know, some healthy Olympic 30-year-olds, I believe, have, I, I believe one passed away. Um, so it's, you know, but that's, that's an outlier. But there are tons of people who none of these things would have likely helped them. Maybe it is helpful in, in certain cases, and that's great. Sure, thanks for that. Thanks for giving us some information. But when you say that's the secret, I think, here, here's the secret. Be more like you. Have that type of access. Have access to seven doctors, which he frequently gloats about. Have have tons of money, have access to talking with the guy who Trump has, um, what's his, what's his name? Uh, the short guy. Anyways, <laughs> but the doctor that's basically in front of the media talking about the task force, not the woman, but the guy, P Pelo no, God, I'm getting closer. Anyways, but have access to talking with that guy every other night. And have access to great health care. Meanwhile, your brother is the governor. And and so, and it's not to take away. I mean, the guy did have it. And he had some symptoms. And he showed up and he still did his, his news correspondence every night. So there's something to be said for a guy who's willing to show up. And so that that's, you know, he took a half step up in my book. But still, it's when it's fed to you through this lens of selling you news and selling you controversy and selling you the cure and selling you this it's it's bullshit and i mean podcasts are and are headed that way too i'm tired of hearing about fucking manscaped and and all this other bullshit i don't i don't really care about that i get it though it's how the media works it's how they make money so we're just all salesmen at the end of the day anyways i digress Chris Cuomo, you're okay in my book now. I'll I'll let 
bygones be bygones. You're not as you're you're just the same as every other news reporter, only you read your DMs and insult people when they target you back. But it's actually been a fun banter, and quite honestly, what I want from that is good to happen. The reason because it's just that. It's the it's knowing that the negative news sells and that controversy sells. And so calling him out means that I, I likely wouldn't have got that response if it was just a kind, warm-hearted message. But I felt that way. I, I legitimately, in that moment, I felt that way and I was disgusted about how insensitive and and ridiculous he was in terms of selling you the secret meanwhile hundreds of thousands of people are dying and he's privileged he's in a privileged spot anyways there you have it um but yes i wanted some good to come from this and that's why it was formatted as a challenge it was calling the the dragon out of the cave and hoping that it could be some sort of workout challenge and it doesn't have to be right away. I do understand that the man's getting over COVID and wanting to challenge him to some sort of workout and, and hopefully benefit the people of both of our nations, but see how much traction we could get in terms of maybe a workout challenge. Maybe it's running a marathon, whatever he was up to or up for, I was going to do. If you told me, let's run a fucking um an ultra marathon i would have been in that's how committed i was so we'll see i might have to issue a challenge video or something out there see if we can't make something happen if anybody's got any ideas for this please reach out um but once again chris cuomo you're okay in my book and your insults were um were were fairly spot on they're pretty funny um so there you go you're you're still you're still inauthentic. You're still just a media puppet, but I'll say you're okay in my book. <clears throat> Anyways, guitar, music, the process. I think I talked about the process enough in terms of running, but yeah, I wanted to update guitar and music has been I mean music's been a passion of mine my entire life, but it's I finally feel like I'm hitting a threshold in the process that I can learn almost any song fairly quickly because I know chords and can pick it up and finding things online. And it's it's a joy. And I'm able to perform these songs and sing along while I'm playing the guitar, which is a real cool skill to develop. I finally feel like a musician and maybe not quite an artist yet. I've I've messed around with writing some of my own songs, but all of them sound and seem pretty juvenile at this point. I mean, it's, it's a mixture of poetry and trying to figure out what works and I'm probably better off just freestyling with a guitar, but it's, uh, I think that in itself, I want some more substance to it, which means you actually have to write out the lyrics and the poetic content of it. So, that will be, maybe that's the next thing to come along, but for right now, it's hitting this point of, hey, I can go, what song do I want to learn today? Oh, let's bring up the chords. Okay, that's what I need to do. All right, lyrics are there. Let's go. And then figuring out how to play a pattern for, you know, 10, 15 minutes and then 
making sure I have the my fingers in the right place to play the chords. And then all of a sudden it comes together and I'm able to sing and play a song. Maybe it's not perfect. Rarely is the first time around, but, and then you add your own little flair to it and maybe change things up. Maybe try finger picking as opposed to playing with a pick or you, maybe you try this note as opposed to that note, which I don't do very often because I don't, you know, no transitions are a little difficult, but you know, and sometimes you find something that works and sometimes you find something you really like. And that's, that's the artistry. That's the musician aspect of it. But it's, it's, it's a fun process. And, and, you know, there have been points along the way, not that I've been, I don't think I've ever been discouraged, which is nice, but there have been a couple of times practicing where I go, oh, I'm just not getting it. I'm not there. I'm not quite where I want to be. And now I think I've hit this new threshold where I'm decent. <laughs> I, I'm not adept. I don't think I'm even in, maybe an intermediate stage, but I think the next things to come along are songwriting. If I think that one's a little bit tough for me. Um, just the, the amount of time and effort and energy it makes to create something from nothing. But I am passionate about that process. So hopefully that comes along soon. It just, you know, doing all these things and having all these passions, it's tough to commit time and energy to doing certain things. And I don't know if this is a hobby or something that could potentially be more than a hobby. Maybe it's playing in bars or maybe it's traveling and touring. I don't know. That would, that seems far off at this point, but it would be nice to play in front of people. And I think that will be a goal of mine soon. But figuring out this damn life is kind of tough sometimes. So, you know, and I'm not exactly where I want to be in my life. And so that requires energy too. So passions are great and maybe they turn into something, but I guess it's, you know, at a certain point you do have to be all in, in something and you have to be willing to put in the work and the effort and you have to be willing to become the top, whatever percent in your thing. If you really ever want to be remembered as great, I think that's it's it's me thinking of the last dance and the Michael Jordan slash Chicago Bulls um, documentary that I've been watching. I just watched the first episode, but it's uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta be the first one there and the last one to leave if you want to be Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or LeBron James. It's it takes a freakish amount of work ethic and devotion to really master something. And I think that's the difficulty in, in terms of my own life. I think sport was that first love, that thing that drove me to want to be better and to use my entire being towards mastery of something. But then all of a sudden you realize there's more to life than just sport. And it's pushing yourself in these different areas of life. And I think that I've done a very good job of that. I probably don't give myself enough credit for the things I've been able to learn and accomplish, the times that I've failed but gotten back up, and and the amount of times I've reinvented myself or evolved. I've I played the drums in high school. Now I'm all of a sudden a guitarist and a singer. Who knows? But it's again, it's that lifelong process. And if you're 
if you have the urge and the passion to do it and you make things happen, you buy that instrument. It was, that was the jump moment, you know, it was, and mind you, it came very easily in this sense. It was one day in January, right after the new year, I had not made any sort of new, uh, new year's resolution plan, but decided, you know, I want to play and perform in front of people. I have a hand drum. It just doesn't quite cut it. I don't quite feel like a musician with just being able to play a hand drum. And I knew I wanted to learn the guitar, but I didn't have the time or energy or effort necessary to do it. But I I was transitioning. I was turning a new leaf. And I decided that that was going to become a new focus of mine. And ever since, I've put in, I would say, three to four, probably average of three and a half, probably four days a week, closer to four than three. But um, yeah, and I've put in that effort and that energy. And it's it's nice. So that energy, I think why I'm happy about this, why I want to talk about it is because that energy now seems to be coming back and this development's happening and it's enjoyable. And I'm smiling as I'm saying this because it's it's brought joy to my life and hopefully I can share that joy with others. So that'll be the next step. I got to get, you know, that'll be its own jump moment is being able to play in front of other people, but I'll get there little by little, trust the process, keep it enjoyable, keep pushing my skills, but you know, optimal challenge, right? Find that area. But I've, I think that's the other part of it is I've hit a flow state with it a couple times where I lose track of time and I'm just so in the moment that I enjoy it. And it's nice to feel that way about something again, if that makes sense. I, and I hit a flow state doing podcasting and talking too. So it's trying to do these things that make life enjoyable and keep the spirit soaring and keep the spirit happy. Sometimes I get bogged up in all the negativity and not quite being where I want, who I want, with who I want to be with. So I'm happy now <laughs> to just... You know, those things exist out there. If you're willing to work for them, those things exist that bring joy to your life and that can bring joy to other people's lives. lives. So that's been guitar and music for me. I, uh, I'm going to keep on that journey and hopefully share more of it with you in the near future. So there you have it. I think, and again, so... The final note I have on this episode is, and it culminates, I think, in everything but the first point, but, you know, it takes laser focus on success to reach that pinnacle, to reach that top. And for better or worse, it depends where you want to be on that totem or on that hierarchy or that pyramid or whatever, whatever you want to use there. But if you want to be the best, you have to be focused and you have to work like the best. So it's it's that energy, that effort, that belief, that that and, and not being willing to settle for anything else. And you know, and and it's okay to not <laughs> it's okay to do everything in your power, or at least what you're willing to do, and not be the number one. 
Maybe you're number, maybe you're Scottie Pippen to Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan. You know, maybe you're Robin to Batman. But that's that's quite all right. You know, it's it ain't that bad being Robin. I feel like Robin probably gets a better night's sleep. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and it's if you're all right being that. You know, like you don't. It, it takes an immense amount of mental, physical, emotional energy to be at the top of something. And some people are willing to cheat and lie and steal their way to get there. Usually that means that their reign is somehow a little bit more hollow, but it does take a certain amount of power and diplomacy and whatever to get there and to stay there. So who knows? Who knows what you have to do to get to the top? But... I think for me, it's not sustainable, it's not real if it doesn't come with a sense of morality along with it. You have to be a good person too. So be honest, be truthful, and yeah, be yourself. I just hit an hour. I feel like it's the perfect stopping point when I hit an hour. I'm sure you're tired of hearing me and, and uh, well, that's a lie. I hope you're not tired of hearing me because I will have plenty more episodes, I hope. Um, but yeah, for the, an episode that I didn't really feel like doing, I guess I made it this far. Um, but yeah, I, I um, what do I want to say? What? How do I want to finish this off? Keep positive. Trust the process. Be focused on the things that you have to in your life. Enjoy your passions. Follow your passions. Keep things enjoyable, and uh, don't be a fourth liner. <laughs> no, uh, I don't mean that. Um, but things take time, and be willing to do the right thing. Be willing to do the timeless thing. Be willing to speak truth and authenticity, and be authentic. And be willing to have the difficult conversation. Sometimes it's not the easy one. And care for each other out there. Love each other. Have Hold love in your heart, not hate. That's maybe the biggest thing I can say. And together we will achieve, we will overcome, we will succeed. There you have it. Roadmaps Podcast with me. Rico Beach. Goodbye.